Hello there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a monthly podcast that covers the month that was in our UT on-ramps AP biology course and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially our first episode of the 2022-2023 school year. In this month's podcast, we will get you ready for our first exam of the school year that's coming up very soon, covering Unit 0 and Unit 1. That's right, our first UT on-ramps exam. Time to get your study on. And in our second and final segment of this month's podcast, I'll share my top four annoyances at Johnson, or things that I have beef with, in a segment I call Getting to Know Mr. V, or Why You Be Hating Mr. V. I don't want peace. I want problems, always! Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call, Mr. V Needs to Pay the Mortgage. This month's episode is brought to you by Hydrogen Bonding. Hey, have you been feeling a little disorganized lately? Are you having trouble keeping things or even yourself together? Are things constantly falling apart? Are you losing your cohesiveness during these stressful times? Well, worry no more with Hydrogen Bonds. That's right, Hydrogen Bonds will help you put all your pieces of your life back together with its amazing cohesive and adhesive properties. Yup, you heard right. Now, while some might say, hey, aren't Hydrogen Bonds weak? Whatever. Hydrogen bonds in large numbers can be quite strong. But hey, don't take it from me. Here's a very satisfied customer with its story. Hey, how you doing? I'm water. Some call me beast water. And hydrogen bonds have changed my life and life all around me. With hydrogen bonds, I can bond with four other water molecules, keeping me in touch with all my friends. It also gives me some beast abilities as well, like great surface tension, high specific heat, high heat of vaporization, and even allows me to float as a solid. Pretty cool. So thanks, hydrogen bonds. Wow, that's cool! So there you have it, folks. Get yourself hydrogen bonds next time you feel like you need to keep it together. Hydrogen bonds only function with polar or charged molecules. Side effects might include the sticky wickies, verbal diarrhea, spontaneous flatulence, and acceptance into your weird social circles. Oh, that's funny. And we're back. And thanks again, Hydrogen Bonds, for sponsoring this episode. But now, it's time to hit that rewind button and recap the month that was in our UT on-ramps AP Biology course. So, with a month into our UT on-ramps biology course, let's recap our journey, which started with registration into the course, getting that UTE ID, and registering for both Biology 311C and Biology 106M, officially becoming a part-time UT student. Hook'em horns! Now remember, part of the course and part of your UT grade is to complete the orientation modules. It does count for 1% of your UT grade, and there is a deadline of mid-September. So check your canvas and make sure you get it done. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Now, as for content, we started with Unit 0, which covered properties of life, levels of biological organization, basic phylogeny, cellular measurements, and lab safety, all concepts that should be reviewed for our first exam. Now, for this unit, I want to review a concept we didn't mention or go over too much in class, but was in your learning module for Unit 0, which is the flow of genetic information, which hits on the properties of life learning objective that cells are the basic unit of life. Still much to learn, you have. 
Now, we know all life is based on cells, whether it be prokaryotic or eukaryotic, and that all cells contain DNA, the genetic code or blueprint to make every protein the cell needs. But did you know how this flow of information works from DNA to protein? Well, let's review, shall we? Now, like mentioned before, DNA has the instructions to make every protein the cell needs, but it can't make the protein itself. It first has to make a copy of a gene or protein instruction, not the entire double-stranded DNA, just a segment with a protein instruction, aka a gene. This process of making a copy of a gene is called transcription and results in a single-stranded nucleic acid called RNA, specifically mRNA. You smart. You very smart. Next, the mRNA is read by a ribosome, a protein factory, that assembles a bunch of amino acids in the proper order given by the mRNA into a protein or polypeptide chain. This process is called translation and results in a protein. So, the flow of genetic information goes from DNA to RNA to protein. Now, in prokaryotes, which lack a nucleus, all this flow of genetic information takes place in the cytoplasm, or cytosol. But in eukaryotes, cells with a nucleus, the DNA to RNA, or transcription process, happens in the nucleus, whereas the RNA to protein portion happens in the cytoplasm via a ribosome, the translation process. So, to recap, we go from DNA to RNA, called transcription, and then then to protein, which we call translation. And altogether, we call this protein synthesis, the central dogma of molecular biology. Cool story, bro. Now, along with unit zero, unit one will be well represented on the exam, with actually the majority of the exam covering unit one. Now, unit one concepts to review are intra and intermolecular forces, or bonds, chemistry basics, isotopes, polarity, pH, beast properties of water, functional groups, carbon or organic compounds, and the two key reactions known as dehydration synthesis and hydrolysis. No way. way. Now, the concept I will review for Unit 1 is the concept of polarity, which results from a covalent bond and electronegativity of elements or atoms. Now, recall that in a covalent bond, two atoms are sharing electrons, valence electrons causing the bond. However, these atoms can either share the electrons equally or unequally. Now, if the two atoms share electrons equally, it results in a non-polar covalent bond due to the two atoms having very similar electronegativity. Now, remember, electronegativity is the attraction or pull an atom or element has over shared electrons. So, in a nonpolar bond, both elements or atoms have an equal pull on electrons, hence the equal sharing and nonpolar bond. Now, bonds between two atoms of the same element will always be nonpolar, like oxygen gas, O2, chlorine gas, Cl2, or hydrogen gas, H2. Now, if the atoms or elements differ in their electronegativity greatly, usually greater than a 0.5 difference in their electronegativity scale, then it results in a polar covalent bond and an unequal sharing of electrons due to one of the atoms or elements pulling on the electrons closer to its own nucleus or being an electron hog. Oh, that's interesting. 
Now, molecules with polar covenant bonds end up with polarity or partial weak charges on opposite sides of the molecule. Now, an example, the most common example we look at in biology is how oxygen bonds with hydrogen atoms, forming water and giving water its polarity. Wow, that's cool! Now, oxygen, which in biology is the biggest electron hog with an electronegativity value of 3.5, bonds with hydrogen, which has an electronegativity of 2.1. Well, as you can see, that's a difference of over one in electronegativity, with oxygen pulling each electron from the hydrogen atoms closer to its own nucleus, causing it to have its polarity due to the unequal sharing of electrons. Now, the oxygen in water ends up having a partial negative charge due to the electrons of the hydrogen spending more time around its nucleus. The hydrogens of water end up having a partial positive charge because it's almost like those electrons it's sharing aren't even there, leaving them with their one proton in their nucleus as their only charge, and hence water's polarity. Well, that's just common sense. So to recap, polarity is due to an unequal sharing of electrons, which is caused by differences in elements or atoms' electronegativity. Now, one thing I would commit to memory is when you have an electronegativity difference between atoms of 0 to 0.4, it usually results in a nonpolar covenant bond. However, if the difference is between 0.5 and 2.1, it results in a polar covenant bond. And if the difference is greater than 2.1, then no sharing of electrons occurs and it results in a ionic bond. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. Well, that's our wrap-up of our first segment of reviewing some of the content for our first exam coming up on Friday, September 9th. Now, make sure to review all your learning modules, your class notes, and your study guides for Unit 0 and Unit 1, and be ready to crush this exam. We interrupt this podcast for an important UT on Ramps message. This is a reminder that our first UT Biology exam is this coming Friday, September 9th. It will be in class, online, monitored, and you will have 45 minutes to complete. This just in from the UT OnRamps Biology Newsroom. Hey, want some extra credit for this first exam? Well, be one of the first 10 students to join the Evolving with Mr. V Instagram page. That's right, there's an Instagram page. And you'll earn yourself five points on our Unit 0, Unit 1 exam for the high school grade only. Now, once you join the Instagram page, send a direct message to the page saying, Hey, I listen to the podcast along with your name and period and receive this extra credit. Only the first 10 students will receive the extra credit. This message will self-destruct in three seconds. And now for our final segment, Getting to Know Mr. V, or Hey, Why You Be Hating Mr. V, where I'll give you my top four things I find annoying at Johnson High School or just life in general. (laughs) 
Now, let's get on with the list. Coming in at number four are students who during passing periods just stop and stand in the middle of the hallway to chit-chat. Like, really? We only got five minutes to get to class. Stop blocking traffic. It's really annoying when you have to go to the restroom and you have to push and shove your way through these thoughtless, poor excuses of eukaryotic life. Now, coming in at number three are students who try to talk to me with their AirPods or headphones on or have them on while I'm talking to them or going over some material. Dude, that's pretty rude. You need to make sure you take those off if I'm covering material or if you come up to me to have a conversation. And remember, no worries or no need to worry. Your music or podcast you're listening to will be right there waiting for you. What did I tell you, huh? The She's the worst in the world. Now, coming in at number two, oatmeal raisin cookies. Yeah, that's right. These are just gross cookies posing as delicious chocolate chip cookies. So yeah, oatmeal raisin cookies, you're trash and you're on notice. Gross. you nasty. And finally, coming in as the number one thing I find extremely annoying are students who wear socks with Crocs. Dude, it's not a good luck. It's bad enough Crocs are pretty ugly shoes, but then to top it off with socks? Nope, just nope, you're done. You're a grown-up. Come on, you're not a nine-year-old little kid anymore. So wear your regular sandals without socks or just wear closed-toed shoes. Are you crazy? So there you have it, folks, my top four things I'd be hating on or find annoying at Johnson High School. Hey, what do you find annoying? Well, that's a rhetorical question. I really don't care what you find annoying. Nice. Well, that brings us to an end of episode one of season three of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive, Sound Bible, Soundboard, and Zapsplat for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Entertainment 720, a Velasquez production company. Hey, if you like the podcast, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nisd.net with any comments or feedback on the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on its Instagram page called Evolving with Mr. V. There might even be some extra credit on this first episode for subscribing. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, study for your first exam. 